What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to the Black Hole Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Malik McDonald, and today we have a super dope episode for y'all. We're talking about MLMs, multi-level marketing, with a good friend of mine, Kristen Brooke. Now, Kristen Brooke is an artist, an influencer, and also somebody I work with on a little side project called The Introvert Room that I do, that we do every week. Uh, Now, The Introvert Room is a virtual venue for artists and comedians to perform every week uh obviously as we know clubs and stages are shut down because of a global pandemic so we just wanted to create a safe place we just wanted to so we just wanted to create a i guess safe uh environment for people to perform from the safety of their home and we broadcast it live every week so if you guys are interested in that you can follow that at the Injivert Room on Instagram. And you can also find us on Facebook where we stream a lot of our shows. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this show and I will see y'all on the flip. Peace. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Black Hole Podcast. I am here with a good friend of mine, Kristen Brooke. Hi. Uh, how you doing? Hi, hi, what's going on? I'm good. I'm hanging out, watching a lot of movies. I watched The Master the other day. Have you ever heard of that one? I have. I haven't seen it, but I've oh heard my of God. it. How, how is it? It's really disturbing. Yeah. Like, very disturbing. I watched it with my mom because it was on my, like, Netflix list. And I was like, this should be good. And then we watched it. And I was like, I, I apologize. <laughs> That's always the weird stuff when you, like, watch a movie with your parent that you've never seen before and, like some fucked up shit happens yeah uh and then it's like really awkward for a few minutes and then you guys never talk about it again yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh just so you know never watch midsommar with your parents oh my god i've Uh, I've heard i don't even want to watch that one by myself that sounds so disturbing yeah have have you seen hereditary no i haven't is it like midsommar yeah so it's, it's by the same guy um it's it's disturbing i think that's the best way to put it it's it's very disturbing um in a very intricate way. Oh, jeez. I think I'll leave it at that. Yeah, if you haven't seen, it's 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 a movie that you should probably watch with other people, okay? Not your parents and not some like not your pastor either. I don't. know. Some people like watch <laughs> movies with like their pastors or youth pastors or whatever. What? Don't do that at all. Uh, yeah, no, for real. <laughs> uh, it's just disturbing and it's dark and it's phenomenal. And uh, don't watch it at night. You need like a full day to digest these movies. I watched uh, Midsommar at Jamie's apartment. Uh, while she was at class she came back at like the wrong scene and (laughs) (laughs) like the worst possible scene it's yeah no it's great movies uh disturbing uh don't watch it with your parents but uh, (laughs) 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 but yeah no it's it's um yeah i don't know what else are you watching um i've been binging selling sunset have you heard of that one no okay it's like a cross between hgtv and bravo so it's okay. like right up my alley. It's about um, like the big real estate companies in LA and mm. like these like $43 million houses and like the drama that goes on between them. It's it's crazy. It's so good though. And then I just started um, Lucifer too. Have you seen that one? I've seen parts of Lucifer. Um, it's cool. Oh my I God. Like it. I love it. And uh, Umbrella Academy too. I just finished. Oh yeah, I'm obsessed. I'm I haven't obsessed. finished it. Uh, re- I watched the first season. I read the comic book. Phenomenal. I love it. I, I mean, I, I think it's like one of the best Netflix shows, honestly. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, speaking of Netflix, I don't know why I said speaking of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we wanted to talk about MLMs, right? Woo! Love it. 
what is an MLM? What is what does that stand for? What are they? So is this one how can is, we avoid it? Is the black hole podcast an MLM? I would hope not. <laughs> oh my goodness. An MLM is a multi-level marketing scheme. Mm-hmm. So kind of interchangeable with the term pyramid scheme, even though they try to make you believe that they're never pyramid schemes, even though they really are. So basically when you think MLM, you think like Tupperware, Mary Kay, like stuff like that. But now it's kind of really evolved into like, I don't know how you say it. It's called Monet or Monat. I don't know. It's a shampoo brand that's like horrible for you. Um, Then there's Arbonne, there's Young Living, they're essential oils. It's, they've evolved like crazy at this point. So I think one thing to talk about though is that pyramid schemes are illegal, right? Yes, and that's one of their favorite. Okay, so for context, a lot of people in the anti MLM community, which I guess I kind of consider myself a part Just of a now, community. <laughs> they're really okay. So here's this is how I, I got into this black hole of my own. Okay. So a lot of women, especially are being roped into multi-level marketing schemes right now because a lot of people have lost their jobs due to the pandemic. So all of these companies are saying, you can work from home, you can make all this money, you can live your life, you can spend time with your kids, like all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had seen like a bunch of people getting into MLMs and I had like learned about how predatory they were and stuff like that. And then I joined the anti-MLM Reddit because I had just joined Reddit and I was like, why not? Right. And then I got into anti-MLM YouTube and then there are anti-MLM Instagram accounts. So it got kind of crazy, but um, they're called, people who are in MLMs are typically called Huns because they usually message you on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And they say, Hey hun, with a bunch of emojis. <laughs> so basically a lot of the Huns, as we call them, want to make you believe that the reason why they're not a pyramid scheme is because pyramid schemes are illegal. Okay. So it's almost like they think that because something is illegal, they can't possibly be one, even though obviously many things that are illegal still exist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's their main argument. And then the other argument that I've seen too was technically, if you are in a typical corporate job, you are in a pyramid scheme because mm. it's shaped like a pyramid because you have your CEO at the top and then supervisors, da, 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 whatever. Mm, mm. So they have their ways of kind of making it seem like it's not a pyramid scheme when it kind of really is. Hmm. But I mean, I, but I mean, corporate jobs, it's, it's a ladder, right? Like it's not a pyramid. I mean, yeah, there are people at the bottom, there are people at the top, but there it's, it's not like the people at the bottom are the soul of the company right like the people at the bottom so with the pyramid scheme in order to make money you need i guess henchmen or subjects right at the bottom basically giving money to the people higher and higher right Mm -hmm. exactly that's not that's not in a corporate business a corporate business everyone gets a salary everyone gets benefits everybody gets you know dental hopefully Mm -hmm. so it's it's not exactly the same but he okay answer this question for me answer this question for the audience okay So an MLM, right, it's like, you know, they advertise, they're like, hey, listen, uh, you know, spend 30 30 minutes a day 
you can make over a hundred grand a year. It's enticing, right? That looks good. MLMs, when they advertise, they look, cause I've got roped into MLMs, right? Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I didn't fall too deep into it, but when they market to you, it's it's attractive, yeah. right? Like you said, all, you know, Mary Kay and all these other companies, it's an attractive uh, career, right? It looks cool. You don't need, you don't need college education. You don't really need uh, training by any means. You just need to go to a meeting for 30 minutes and you get everything that you need. Right. What is bad about MLMs? Why are they bad for us? Why are they bad for the consumer? Okay, so typically in an MLM, like you said, it really relies on the people at the bottom. So all of these people at the bottom are basically being exploited so that the people at the top can make money. So really in an MLM, you're being sold the product some of the time but you're also most of the time being sold the opportunity. So like with Arbonne, which is one of like the personal care and beauty MLMs, their whole thing is that if you hit a certain rank, you can get a car and they'll literally give you a car. So you see that and you're like, oh my God, like all I have to do, like, like you said, you just go to one meeting a day and you know, you can make this huge salary and you can get a car, but that's really not the case. And they usually prey on single mothers or mothers in general or um, you know, people who don't make as much money. And they tell them that, you know, you can get this dream, like you can still have time with your kids, you, you know, you don't have to do anything. But the reality is that once you get there, they place a lot of the blame if you're not making sales or if you're not doing enough, they're placing that blame on you. So if you reach out to every single person in your friends list, which a lot of the times they have to do, mm. and you don't get one single sale, it's not because of all the other people, it's because of you. They're saying you're not working hard enough, you don't have a positive mindset, you have to, you know, law of attraction, you have to believe in yourself, you're just not hustling enough, and you have to, if you really wanted it, you would be working 24-7, da 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 But that's the complete opposite of what they told you to get you in there, was that you can work on your own schedule, or, you know, you don't have to do it all the time, you can always make money from your phone, you, you know, you can make money when you're not even doing anything. So it's just, it's just not, True. And then the other thing too is like I was saying, you know, or like you were saying with the underlings or the henchmen of sorts, I could have, I could be at the top of the company. I can be like in the top 1% and I could be making, you know, like a, a good amount of money. But most of the time that's just because I have so many people below me who are actually doing the work and they're making the money for me. I'm getting a percentage of all of their sales. So hmm. I don't have to do anything, but it's just because I'm exploiting all these people. Hmm. I mean... <laughs> Like it's messed up, but it does sound like the guy at the top has the best job in the world. They're just sitting up there just doing whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's exploitative, right? Like it's 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 such a bad thing to do. It's just evil, right? Like especially now when people are out of work and they need money, right? Like yeah. they, they need to work. And so they hear this great opportunity and they sell out basically, um, whether they buy products or they, they just basically sell their network Mm-hmm. Um, and they they lose like there's there's no actual growth in it for for the people at the bottom. Not at all. Um, if you look at these income disclosures too, like I think for Monet in particular, I think you only make like a net of forty four dollars a year. Wait, wait, forty four dollars a year. Forty four dollars a year, and these That's... are all from the like the company's websites. Like if you look up like it works income disclosure, it's gonna tell you depending on you know where you are in the rank, mm -hmm. where you are in the pyramid, your average your yearly income and most of the time you're either most of the time you either don't make as much money in a year or you're actually losing money mm. because a lot of the times too like especially with um oh my god what's the name of it lularoe 
LuLaRoe is a leggings company, a leggings MLM. And mm-hmm. if have you ever seen LuLaRoe leggings? I don't think I have. No. Okay, you should Google them because they're repulsive. They're <laughs> so ugly. I don't know why anyone would ever want to buy these leggings. And they've had a bunch of lawsuits against them because they rip really easily, they tear really easily. So people just like are not a fan of them in general. Mm-hmm. But when you sign up to be a consultant with LuLaRoe, you have to buy a certain amount of inventory. And most of the time, those starter packs, like I was watching some video, the um, YouTuber Kiki Chanel, she did a video about this. Mm-hmm. One of the starter packs, you have to pay like 1200 bucks. Oh my goodness. So like what kind of, that's not a legitimate business. If you have to pay to get into the business, I've never had a job where they said, you know what? We don't have enough for our inventory. Can you give me 1200 bucks? Yeah, sure. I'll do that. Like, <laughs> wow. and then most of the time, these people don't make the money back and they'll say like, oh my God, you know, the more inventory you have, the easier it'll be to sell. And that way, you know, you're going to make your money back in no time. And then these people don't like people have been like posting pictures of the LuLaRoe leggings in like bargain bins at supermarkets because people just don't know what to do with them. No one wants to buy them. <laughs> in supermarkets? Yeah. Wow. I, so- I actually had a pair of LuLaRoe leggings before I like got into MLMs. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like an ugly pair. Like it was just a black pair. And I think I only wore them a couple of times and they started ripping. Hmm. <laughs> so, so it's bad products too. It's not just like exploitative business practices. It, it, they're just bad products. Oh in, my in God. General. Honestly, Mane is my least favorite. I know I'm going to change the pronunciation like five times when I say it, but it's because <laughs> everyone does. It's M-O-N-A-T. And I've heard it said Monat, Mane, Mon, like whatever. Um, but <laughs> they have a billion lawsuits against them right now because so they're a shampoo, they're a hair and skin company. And the thing they always say is like, you're going to get the best hair and skin of your life. But from the evidence, there are so many women who have had Mane permanently damage their hair. People who have had their hair fall out, people who have had their scalps burnt, they tout that they have, you know, the best ingredients, it's clean, it's vegan, it's all this fun stuff. But there's actually, and I wish I could remember the name of the ingredient, but there's a certain ingredient in the shampoo that accelerates estrogen production in women, mm-hmm. which can cause breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So all these lawsuits and everything, if you look to like all of the, like so many people will post like the before and after pictures of Mane and they're like, look how much my my hair grew. And I'm like, you could have switched them and I wouldn't have even known. Like your hair is just as damaged in either one. So it's Mm. just, it's wild. So it actually does, you know, physically hurt people. Wow. I know. Wow, that's... (laughs) So, I mean, it it seems like a lot of... MLMs and pyramid schemes, what they do is they'll have a product that isn't up to just consumer standards, right? Like they can't sell it in a store. Mm-hmm. And so they hire moms and, you know, college uh, graduates, uh, uh, high school graduates, and just people who um, don't really have the means to start a, like a salary based career. Mm-hmm. And they just have them sell these shitty pro- products, right? Yeah, basically. And, but but no, the thing is, no one's really buying them. And so the people who are selling these products are the ones technically buying these products and giving the money. To exactly. These. So it, wow. And that's wow. one of the big things too. Like there's another um, MLM, it's called Unique. It's mm-hmm. Y-O-U-Nique. Um, and they sell makeup. And that was one of the things, I read a whole blog of this woman um, detailing her experience in Unique. And they tell you, you know, you have to you have to live the life. You have to live the unique life. Like mm-hmm. you should be purchasing these products so that when someone compliments your eyelashes in the grocery store, you can say, oh, thanks, it's unique, take my card, da 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 
or mm. for Beachbody, which is, oh my God, Beachbody is insane, insane. They're probably one of the craziest MLMs I've seen just really? because of how insanely manipulative they are. Huh. But there was one, like there was this one video of them where, um, because they all have these Zoom calls. MLMs made Zoom popular before coronavirus did. <laughs> and they had this whole Zoom call where they're talking about how... Um, they were like, you know, like, I didn't want to reach out to this woman because she's going through a really tough time in her life. She has cancer. And the upline was like, if she has cancer, she should be being reached out to about this because she needs it in her life. We're changing lives here. Da, 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 da. Oh my gosh. I know. So, yeah, it's it's wild. I forget my so, original point with this, but <laughs> I saw that video. I, yeah. I saw that video um, and it's it's a cult. Yeah. A lot of what the what I was I watched the full the full meeting. And a lot of what they were saying overlapped with what a cult is, right? Mm -hmm. One of the main things, the, if I remember correctly, the video started with the leader, right? I guess the general, the, the reverend or whatever, starting <laughs> off saying that um, you, you're going to, you, you know, your husband's going to tell you this is bullshit. Your oh family's going to tell you this is bullshit. Your mom's going to tell you this is bullshit, but don't listen to the haters. That is probably the one thing that every cult relates in yeah is the fact that they the one main thing in a cult is you you teach the people to ignore the the uh i guess the opposers right mm -hmm. in scientology uh you can't have a therapist right therapists are the devil yeah straight up right uh it so so <laughs> so you like it, it's it's so insane you you're you're telling me if i work for Beachbody, right? And somebody tells me that, no, this is a pyramid scheme, this is MLM, this is wrong, you can't do this, they're exploitative. I am supposed to then tell them that they are a hater and they are basically holding back my dreams. And that is what is insane about this, yeah. right? Like obviously in the, in the video, they talk about how they, you know, the, the, the people have to, you know, they, they should prey on sick individuals, prey on people with cancer. Like you said, uh, you know, the leaders say that, you know, they, People with cancer, quote unquote, need Beachbody, mm -hmm. which is insane in itself. <laughs> oh my uh, god! But it it's it ex, it exploits people's weaknesses, right? Like yeah. it, it, it and it creates new weaknesses. Yeah, no, I I Jesus, yeah. I I watched that video and I was just taken aback at one, just the like the rhetoric they were using, but two, just the people who were just using it like pe people were actually listening to these people mm -hmm. like they were like the, the the people in that zoom call were actually sitting there watching this woman say all this crazy bullshit and holds some truth to it yeah you know and that was like you know how you were saying too about how you know everyone else who questions you is wrong and they say you know they, they're just jealous of your success they don't want you to be successful there was this one video that I had watched and I, I'm pretty sure it was Beachbody actually. And it was this woman on her stories and she was like, it was a probably one of the stupidest things I've ever watched in my life. And it was this woman, she was saying, I told my husband that I wanted to go to bed at 11 o'clock. And he told me that he wanted to watch another episode of whatever TV show with me. And I told him that you just don't want me to be successful because in order for me to be successful, I have to go to bed at 11 o'clock and I have to wake up at 6 a.m. And if you don't want me to do that, then you don't want me to be successful. And I'm here to tell all of you that whenever I reach out to people, they tell me that they have to talk it over with their husband or their boyfriend or their significant other and they say no and I always say that is an abusive relationship if they don't want you to succeed you need to dump them because they just don't want to see you get hotter I was like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> like how 
know. <laughs> I literally, I was speechless. I was like, that's wow. Could you imagine if like, okay, so I'm, think of like Jamie getting wrapped up in a pyramid scheme, right? And she comes to you and she says, Evan, I think I'm going to do this. I have to buy in with $1,200 and you know, I, but I'm going to make it back. And you were like, listen, like, I don't think that's a good idea. Like, this is why obviously you want your significant other to be successful. Right. But right. if you say like, you know, mm, I don't know. I don't think that this is the best thing for you. And she was like, you know what? You're abusive. F you. I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> because you don't support freaking beach body. <laughs> oh my god, it's it is it is so poisonous and exploitative. And like, it. Why do you think people subscribe to it? Why do you think people like the 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 what do you even call them? Sellers, distributors, uh, distributors. Why do distributors? not only fall for this, but continue to work for these companies, especially like Beachbody saying these insane fucking things. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they sell the opportunity. So they'll say, which most of the time when they're selling this quote unquote opportunity, it's actually all fake. So they'll mm. post like, you know, with unique, their whole thing is that you get paid within three hours of making a sale mm. and they'll post on their social media, a snapshot of like their paycheck or whatever. And then they'll block out the amount. So they could be making $2 and you don't know. And they're saying, oh my God, like my, my inbox is overflowing. They could have two people in their inbox saying, oh, I think I want to do this, even yeah. thinking about it. So it really depends on how they spin it. And like, especially, you know, like with the, with the pandemic, like there was one woman who was saying, oh, I, I can work from anywhere. My, my father was really sick in the hospital and I was able to, to work uh, right beside his hospital bed, I was able to make sales for my phone. But like, you shouldn't need to, you know? Like, mm -hmm. if you had a normal job, you could take time off. Like, yeah. so they, they keep, oh, like I can, I'm at brunch and I'm making money because I can just make money from my phone. I can do this, I can do that. So like, it's a mother's dream, really. If she, you know, if she doesn't have a job and she has a bunch of kids and she doesn't want to leave her kids alone, maybe she can't afford daycare or babysitter or anything like that. She's like, oh, I can, I can play with my kids and I can still make all this money and I can do what's best for them. And I can, maybe I can get a car. Mm. But the thing is too, this is, I don't know why this, it blows my mind with the whole car thing. I know Bonnet has a car program. It's like a Cadillac. Arbon has a car program. The catch with those programs is that you have to make sure that you are making your ranks every month. So if you don't make a certain amount of sales per month, you have to pay for the car. Oh man. So you're not getting a car. That's the thing. And they, it was too, like they were saying that like, you don't like they, when you think of like, oh, they're getting me a car. You're thinking Arbon, the company is buying you a car. You're free and clear. You don't need to deal with it anymore. They're taking the car payments out of your sales. Hmm. <laughs> so you're, you're not getting a car. Like it's, and especially with Arbon too, they have a sticker on the back of it that says Arbon. So you're a driving advertisement for this company. You're driving the company cars. Okay. So Here's here's a big question though. Is Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates, are these companies MLMs or pyramid schemes? Ooh, you know, I didn't even think of that. Because everything that you're saying kind of falls somewhat in line with what these companies do, right? Yeah. So for example, with Uber, uh, you know, you it's it, you're you have to make the money, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you have to put in the car, you have to put in the gas, you have to pay for the maintenance, it's all on you. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's also a car program, right? You can rent a car. You can have basically they, they're like, hey, you can have a free car, but you have to meet a quota every week in yeah. order to stay from or, or uh, prevent uh, getting billed for the car. And I wonder if 
those services are in MLM. Yeah, you know, I didn't ever think about it that way, but that that makes perfect sense. I guess the only difference would be that they're selling a legitimate product. Mm. But still, yeah. wow, I didn't think of that. And I was going to say too, like a lot of times with an MLM, it, it depends on, you know, your, your downline. So the drivers don't necessarily have downlines, but Uber itself is kind of like their upline, you know, like mm, they're, they're mm. driving for someone else. Wow. I didn't, oh, black hole <laughs> podcast, everyone. Yeah, no, exactly. See, and, but the, I mean, I think the difference is though, cause I'm, I'm also just thinking like flowing that in my mind. I think the biggest difference between something like Uber and say like Mary Kay is the fact that you're guaranteed to make money with Uber, right? That is like, true. You're not guaranteed to make a profit, but you're definitely guaranteed to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I think, I guess another aspect is that Uber doesn't necessarily sell a dream. True. Which is what MLMs do, right? Like they sell the dream, like they sell the cars. They're like, hey, you can make a hundred grand a year. You could, you know, <laughs> by taking care of your kids, right? Yeah. Like they sell this, this, this imaginary scenario with no guarantee of actually reaching that. Whereas I guess the only quote unquote imaginary thing that Uber Lyft tries to sell is you making like $21 an hour, which you can yeah. do. You can you can absolutely do that. Um, it's not guaranteed, but you can certainly do that. I think that's kind of the the big difference, but the difference isn't that large. Yeah. You know? And I guess too, like you said, like, you know, you're kind of guaranteed to make money with Uber, Lyft, or, you know, whatever you decide to do. But I guess it also depends on how much work you're willing to do, you know, like Mm -hmm. if if you just want to do, you know, if you just want to drive on weekends or something like that, like you can make more money if, well, yeah, you can make more money if you like drive seven days a week, Mm -hmm. you know, so I guess there's that opportunity, but I don't know. I feel like that's almost different from an MLM because I feel like with Uber and Lyft, there's demand, Mm -hmm. you know, and like Mm -hmm. with Uber and Lyft, they're not going into people's Facebook inboxes and saying like, Hey hun, you know, you want me to drive (laughs) here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true, true, true. You're not being uh, uh, spammed, right? Like that's yeah. another thing that um, you know that video had. You know, they were like, they basically told these people just spam potential customers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, and to the to the point where some people got blocked. They got they got suspended from Instagram and Facebook for spamming people, and that's what's insane is that uh, it takes kind of a lot. It, it, it's it's not super easy to get blocked off of Facebook for spamming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something like this is certainly a fast track to do that where people, you know, in, in the video there was, or, uh, you know, the video was a session, uh, I guess the information session basically, and there was like, what was it, a power hour? Yes. Where they, where the, the, uh, the peasants, I, I guess you would call them, <laughs> <laughs> they, they had to like text and message, what, like a hundred people or something? They had to just keep messaging people within that hour Mm -hmm. uh and like what job makes you do that yeah what job makes you do that ever you know there was this woman and i I remember watching her too she was in three different mlms and she was always chasing the dream and like how like no matter the reason why she left was because when they when she Mm -hmm. got to the top and like she was with a bunch of other women who were at the top she had realized that they none of them were happy like no matter how much money they were making, none of them were actually truly happy with what they were doing. And she realized that it was really just, you know, fake. Hmm. So, okay. So I feel like we all know somebody who 
has been or currently is in an MLM, right? Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I, I think one thing is that I'm sure MLMs are blowing up right now because, uh, you know, people are out of work and, you know, finances are kind of hurting and, you know, we're, we're under lockdown. People need money. So, yeah. I, you know, I, certain, you know, they, people are certainly uh, subscribing to this more and more. But, you know, I, I it's, it's interesting at the make of people who join these things, right? I, I, I was talking to Jamie the other day and I was telling her that MLMs is the answer to racism because <laughs> you have literally every walk of life in 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 these fucking uh, organizations. Mary Kay, for example, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I know so many people, so many different backgrounds, religions, economic uh, standing with that, that, that are in Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's absolutely, fascinating to see like I, I i've never really talked to them as to why they wanted to join an organization like that mm-hmm. but i think it, it's just so fascinating to to i guess understand i guess try to imagine why right yeah so you, you know for example someone in, in a lower economic standing uh they need money right so that's why they're gonna do it. they're gonna they're gonna do it because they need money uh they may not have gone to college or they don't have the best experience uh, they need a little more money. Maybe it's a side gig. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why they do that, right? Whereas someone in a higher economic background, maybe they just want to work, right? Maybe yeah. they just, they've taken care of the kids or whatever. Then they want to, but they don't want to give up working. Maybe they want some experience or whatever. Or maybe a friend uh, roped them into it. That's yeah. another big thing, right? Is uh-huh. friends roping other people, their friends into these MLMs? Yeah. I think a lot of it too has to do with the sense of community that you kind of get out of it. Mm. Um, Cause I know that there was one, I always stalk this page, it's called MoFam memes. That's what the, the Mane Huns call themselves, the MoFam. <laughs> and it was this thing and it was like, have you, are you in Greek life? Have you been in Greek life? Then you would yeah. love Mane. Are you, are you a Catholic? Oh are you a Christian? Do you like Bible study? Then you would love Mane. Hmm. Do you like going to the gym? Then you would love like all this stuff that it's like, you, you know, do you like these other sources of community? Then you would love our source of community. Hmm. But the thing is, the second that you decide to leave and you start to question, you know, what you've been pushing for so, so much amount of time, all hmm. of those friends that you think you made, they leave. Hmm. They don't, if they're, you know, and that was one of the, the videos that I had watched with the woman who was in three separate MLMs. She was saying that she had left one of them and one of her really close friends just completely stopped talking to her. And uh, she like kind of, you know, approached her and was like, why, why are you doing this? Like, I thought that we were legitimately friends like outside of the business. And she was saying, you know, how dare you uh, question what you're doing? Like, how dare you question this company? This company has done so much for you and you're not supporting me and da da da. And that's one of the big things too, is the idea of like, well, you're not supporting me. And we were talking about that before too, you know, with like the the spouses and the significant others. Mm. That's what a lot of, there's this one post that always goes around. They're like, if you want to buy jewelry, why are you buying it from Claire's when you can support a small business and buy hmm. from paparazzi hmm. or like, you know, anything like that. Like, why are you, why are you getting your shampoo and conditioner from CVS when you can just get it from your friend who's selling it and you can help them support their kids or whatever. So it's really interesting too about, you know, how like, when you think of a small business, mm-hmm. you think of like a legitimate small business, like an Etsy shop or like, right, you know, right. a, a store or something like that. So a lot of these people, push their MLM as a small business. But the thing is, is only a small business 
with the bad parts of it. So like that woman that I was watching on YouTube, she was basically talking about how she was in whichever MLM and you know, she was the owner of her business, da 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 da. So she mm. has to pay taxes as an owner of her business. So, mm. and no one had ever told her that. Mm. So she had to pay like an $11,000 fine to the IRS because she wasn't aware that she had to file as like, you know, I, I think it's an ind independent contractor is the, the term. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like that sort of thing where like you, you're a small business in that, you know, you have to find your audience and like you have to find the people that you're selling to, but mm. you don't necessarily, you don't have to do the advertising because there's a huge corporation that's doing all of that. And you don't have to, you don't do the product formulation or anything like that, but you're still kind of being held responsible for the amount of selling that you're doing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of weird. Hmm. So, so it's that's... only, wait, go ahead. That, that's that's fascinating you know i so it's a small business these these are small businesses huh and like one the, woman had said too that like you know she saw a post where someone said you know oh you support my small business support my small business and mm. she's like i actually have a small business like i have to do the mm. bookkeeping i have to hire people i have to make mm. sure that i can pay these people i you know i you know she runs a shop like she has to get the inventory she has to manage the inventory she has to pay taxes she has to you know do the advertising she has to pay rent like that's a lot more that goes into a small business than selling your shampoo you know yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> it's that's insane i mean like I, so I, I do freelance, right? Like I do yeah. a lot of freelance work. Uh, you know, I, sometimes I'll, you know, host a TV show or, or do stand up or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's technically qualified as freelance. And so I pay, uh, you know, I, I pay freelance tax, which, you know, it's, it's chunky. It's, it's, it's tax, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's income tax. But I know that, right? Like that's something before I sign up for anything, I have to always sign up, you know, sign a W-9. Like I know that I have to do something. Same thing with Uber. When you do Uber or Lyft, I used to do DoorDash, same thing. They inform you that you have to pay your taxes, mm -hmm. right? You sign this form, you have to pay your taxes. But it seems like things like MLMs, they skip that conversation, yeah. right? Like they, they skip that entirely and they kind of have this facade that you're working with the company, right? Like you're, you're basically, it seems like, uh, they push this idea that you're a franchise, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you're kind of a small business, but you're still a franchise within this company. And therefore, some of these aspects that you have to worry about as a freelancer don't apply to you, but they really do. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where, I, you know, that's another, that's fascinating, just that how people get caught up in that. But I want to I wanna go back real quick. Mm -hmm. One of the big things you talked about is that community aspect, right? Yeah. Which is something we see in religion, uh, uh, um, uh, cults, and, you know, all the, all the likes of, of, of that. That's fascinating as well because it seems like it's not just monetary for some people. It is straight up just a community. People mm -hmm. who are just lonely or bored or whatever, they're like, I want family, right? So I'm going to sign up to this. I'm going to become a part of this this, this community, right? Mm -hmm. And as soon as they leave, they're, they're ostracized literally like a cult. I mean, if you watch any documentary about any cult, there's always that one person who leaves a cult and they're either attacked or they're ostracized completely. They lose their family, their friends, all that stuff immediately. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I think is the most, in my opinion, most dangerous aspect of it, right? Is yeah. just that you have to, like you are the, you are this company, right? I, not many other companies require you to be the company, right? Like yeah. if I worked at Disney, right? If I, if I was, you know, just a random guy at Disney, when I go home, I don't necessarily have to be Disney, 
right? Yeah. I could be Evan. I could I could do my stand up. I can curse. I could you know spit. I could smoke. Whatever. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I go to work the next day. I am part of Disney. I go home. I'm not. Whereas with these MLMs and these these organizations, you are that organization, right? Yeah. You're Mary Kay at home. You're Mary Kay at the office. You're Mary Kay driving down the, the street. Like you have to always exhibit these. Mary Kay ideas or these uh, beach body ideas like that is you and that's I, I think is something that really could mess somebody up mentally oh right? yeah. never never mind the finances right fin- f- finances could be rebuilt and you know not, I, I don't want to invalidate people who have lost thousands and thousands of dollars but finances can be rebuilt but when you get roped into these things and exploited like that it, it can really mess somebody up mentally yeah definitely and I remember one time I saw um some video where mm-hmm. they were comparing because now social media I think has really changed the game for oh, yeah. the MLM industry as a whole because I remember mm-hmm. like when I was younger like I don't know about you but like my mom would always get invited to Tupperware parties mm-hmm. and like Mary Kay parties and like stuff like that so that's mm-hmm. what I, you know I always thought of but now we have social media so there was one woman who was talking about how as soon as you go on her Instagram page you're technically in her shop <laughs> She's like, that's my storefront. Like oh when you when you go, like you can look at my highlights and see, you know, that I'm selling Arbon. You know that I, you know, I embody Arbon. Like kind of like like what you were saying that like you're mm. always embodying your company no matter what you're doing. Mm. And now they kind of add this social media training aspect to the MLMs that like the only way. So I had seen this video. And it was Beachbody, I believe. And I was so <laughs> disturbed by it. They were talking about how the, one of the big things in MLMs is finding your tribe. They always use the term tribe. Mm-hmm. So it's the people who are going to follow you and who are going to buy your products and who are going to you know, follow every aspect of your life and like believe in you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is that the more people you have in your tribe the more people you're able to sell to. So the more people that you have following you on Instagram or Facebook or whatever you decide to use, most of the time it's Instagram, the more followers you have, the more people you can sell to. So the more kind of in your customer pool. So this woman was talking about how, you know, to get more followers. And she was talking about being transparent and like the things that she talks about. And she said that infertility was a big part of her brand. She was like, I have a lot of infertile women in my tribe because that's a big part of my brand. So you're saying that you're using infertility to gain followers so that you can prey on these women to sell them stuff. So you don't really care about their struggles or anything like you're kind of just putting it out there to be like, this is me. And like, you know, I'm, I'm infertile and I can do these things. And like, why can't you? And that's one of the big things, too, is like, if I can do it, why can't you? yeah wow like i work my ass off every day i i work next to my father's hospital bed there's no reason why you can't do it but two minutes ago you just said that you can work from brunch and you don't have to do anything and you can take care of your kids so which is it so there's this level of judgment right if you don't subscribe to this thing then there's something wrong with you yeah right like i'm okay you're the person who either has a terrible life, a terrible relationship, or you're just messed up mentally, or you're a child, or some other aspect. There is this level of entitlement, which again, that goes back to the cult idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, you know, it's I guess to some degree, it's this idea of the chosen one, right? Like we are the chosen people. Um, again, that the video that I watched, um, 
the leader said that I, what was it it was like only two percent of people will take this seriously right <laughs> and if i if you were able to find every doctrine of every cult ever that has ever existed you will probably find some text that says something like only two percent of people will ascend because only two percent of people will follow this uh religion or whatever right like that that's kind of the rhetoric where you are better than everybody else because you subscribe to this idea and the only way for people to reach your echelon or to reach your level is for them to join us mm -hmm. right and that's that seems to be something that um kind of it, it it's it seems to be a common point in a lot of these mlms there was this uh john oliver actually covered it yeah. a few years ago mm -hmm. and one of the things that he focused on was the ceo who basically just lived his life like a rock star right uh -huh. he would bring thousands of people into the stadium he would come out of this he would like you know come out fireworks and blasting behind him there's an announcer you know announcing his name he comes out and he basically he's just cooning around for a lack of a better term for the people right he's just doing all this bombastic stuff to show you like hey listen i'm the cool guy you need to follow me it's it, it is like it is that cultish idea where there is this 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 charismatic enthusiastic leader that everybody should follow right yeah i mean in in, in a weird way though and i might get crucified for this <laughs> I used to, you know, I, I used to live in Los Angeles. I used to like dabble within that LA culture. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, not my favorite thing to do. Not the best. <laughs> not the best place in the world. Not your proudest moment. <laughs> not my proudest moment. Uh, but one thing that was very commonplace is this idea of webinars and seminars, Oof. and what those are for <laughs> for the audience. What I'm talking about, uh, basically, it's I I would call it a shrunken pyramid scheme <laughs> where there's a person it's typically a singular person who embodies this idea of wealth and privilege and and i guess uh they, they live their lives lavishly right like they're they're they they're just lavish they're beautiful uh they're spending time on the beaches drinking mojitos every day driving beautiful cars you know going to islands every weekend traveling all the time they they have this this imaginary uh, uh, lifestyle that they sell to people to pay to get into these seminars, webinars, right? That I see that all the time. Mm -hmm. And these people who conduct these webinars and seminars just say, you know, you got this. You know, don't believe the haters. You know, power to words. All like the the buzzwords, right? Like all these buzzwords, you could just Google. It's whatever. It doesn't yeah. really actually do anything. But that is like a shorter version of the pyramid scheme. And and and, you know, you're not necessary. You will, in in fact, yeah. Sometimes you do have to sell. Uh, these, these seminars, right? Sometimes they encourage you to go out there and tell two, three, four people what you learned here today. Yeah. To get them into the next seminar, right? And that. That's, I mean, I guess is an evolution because you were talking about how like MLMs are kind of, they're, they're, they're evolving, right? Pyramid mm -hmm. schemes are kind of evolving. That is an evolution. Like you could find aspects of this MLM culture in, in so many different aspects. It's, it's not just buying products, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's other things, right? Mm -hmm. That was one thing too that um, the YouTuber Kiki Chanel, she was talking about, and I mm -hmm. believe it was in relation to the, the Beachbody conference, like you were saying, when the guy comes out and everyone goes insane because he's like mm -hmm. God. Um, <laughs> yeah. they, um, 
she was basically talking about how all these people, like all these motivational speakers and people who do webinars, seminars, stuff like that, they're always preaching about the secret and they're going to teach you the secret to success, Mm. but they never give you the secret. Mm -hmm. They just keep talking about it. And as much as you pay and you go to these speaking engagements and stuff like that, like you're not necessarily going to learn, like they're just going to be filling your head with words. Like Mm. you said, like they're never. And the example that she used was that like, you know, if she, like she has a YouTube channel, if someone goes up to her and says, I want to start a YouTube channel, she can give them like her contacts, her editing software, recommendations for a camera, tips, Mm. stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But you go to these things and they they don't tell you anything. They just tell you, you have to hustle. You just have to work hard. You just have to hustle, hustle, hustle. You're a boss Mm. babe. And it's like, you're not getting anything out of it, except for in a sense, you're kind of feeling inferior because you're not hustling. And you're seeing these people and you know this guy who has this insane life and you're like oh if only i you know the buzzword is hustle like if only i hustled like him then maybe i can be exactly like him but Mm. he's not giving you anything Hmm. so it's it's wild have you heard of um rachel hollis no i haven't oh my goodness okay so (laughs) rachel hollis is a woman she i don't not exactly sure how old she is maybe like in her 30s and she has two best-selling books one of them is called girl wash your face and the other one is called girl stop apologizing Mm -hmm. so the whole thing i've heard my old boss used to listen to her podcast so i've heard like a little bit about her like in that context Mm. to me she's like a Taylor Swift of MLMs Hmm. in the sense that like she's you know she's not perfect she's just doing her best every day you know like she's still learning and she's doing her (laughs) thing and like you know but like I'm just like you so you should listen to me because you know we're both not perfect whatever but she still has all of these women who are she's huge on social media she's always posting these things there was uh, kiki chanel did a deep dive on her on youtube and so did emma Lilia, who's another big anti-mlmer mm-hmm. but she basically posts again like the secret like she'll post all these things you just have to do this you just have to do that i'm gonna her whole thing is choose joy You can either be sad or you can be happy. So choose to be happy because that's the only option you have and that's the only thing that you can do. Hmm. So she has a podcast. She and her husband have a podcast. They do conferences. She does like a solo conference and she also speaks a lot of the MLM conventions. And then her husband, she and her husband together, they do like a lot of uh, marriage conferences. Mm -hmm. So apparently for the past three years, they've been having marital problems. And they just announced that they're getting a divorce. Okay. But in those three years that they were just, like having marital problems, they were still going on tour hmm. and telling people how to fix their marriage. Wow. So again, it's like they're you know they're selling their idea, like they're selling their secret. And mm. there were so many comments too on her Instagram post when you know she announced her divorce. They were like, "Do I get my money back? <laughs> like mm. you told me all of the stuff. Like <laughs> obviously it didn't work for you. It's wrong, yeah." <laughs> and this woman too, and she plagiarizes like an insane amount. Like she says, like I was listening to one of her talks at I think it was like it was either the Beachbody or the Arbonne conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, "Yeah, like she's giving all of these quotes, and she's like, yeah, you could find all." of this on the internet all of this on the internet but she's like directly quoting like mark twain and eleanor roosevelt and then she'll put it on her instagram and you know it'll be like a quote by eleanor roosevelt and then on the bottom it's like rachel hollis you didn't say that (laughs) (laughs) and that's a simple google search you know so it amazes me that she has as many like followers as she does but she's huge in the mlm community again because you know it's that secret it's that lifestyle it said i'm i'm perfect and i'm just like you and if i can do it and i'm just like you then you can do it too so I'm, I'm on her Instagram right now, right? Mm-hmm. And 
one of the things that I'm realizing is that there's a lot of product placement. Yes. Uh, and so, which is so dangerous, you know, there's, I, I, I know plenty of influencers who also do this. And I, I, you know, I guess in some degree that there's an element of MLM in that aspect as well, where um, basically you, you, you post this product to promote it, right? And then mm -hmm. your followers typically buy that product and the product's terrible. It doesn't do what you say it does. I mean, that's a huge issue with uh, weight loss products, right? Yes. Like these, 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 you have these drinks or these powders or these candies, you eat these every day, you'll lose weight. Mm -hmm. It's not FDA approved, uh, it's false. It, they don't actually work. Some, some companies, they, they're actually brought to court yeah. Um, where the courts basically tell them that they cannot promote their products as a health product. And they, you know, the, the companies find some loophole to promote it as some type of wellness product instead. And so that is a huge issue as well is the, is these companies using influence. I mean, you know, we yeah. talk about social media is, is, is the influencer now a element of the MLM, uh, you know, I mean, it's in some ways, you know, influencers are paid by companies to promote these products. But, you know, other times what they will do is a company will reach out to you and they'll be like, hey, here's a here's a discount code. Use this mm -hmm. code, buy the product, promote it. And then you get money from uh, from from your affiliate links. Right. Mm -hmm. Are influencers the new Huns, I guess hmm. <laughs> if you, would, if you would say, you know, that's something to think about. I don't know, you know, and that. I don't know because I you know I have like my fashion blog and my beauty blog mm. and I do like I've, I've done a couple like sponsored posts mm. but I mean I would like to think that like I'm everything that I promote to my followers is stuff that I've actually used mm. and like stuff that I would actually like so I'm not going to put anything on there that you know is going to make your hair fall out or like something like that you know right, at least right. you know like everything that I've I've posted I've tried and I can't like I definitely not speaking for all I mean I have like 800 followers I'm not like an influencer you know <laughs> but like you have like you know like the the huge people who are you know mm. like you were saying like doing like the the flat tummy tea or the right you know waist trainers whatever they have nowadays so that that is interesting to think about I know the Kardashians apparently promoted um, Mane at one point. <laughs> I was watching a video earlier today and they were like, yeah, well, you know, we're legit because the Kardashians posted about our whatever oil. And they were like, the Kardashians don't care. Like, <laughs> like you tell them, like, show them a dollar sign. They're like, yeah, I'll post whatever I want. Like, you know, so, and it's wild too, actually, this is kind of off topic. Mm -hmm. You know, Holly Marie Combs from Charmed? Uh, let me, maybe. She I think was, so, you might, yeah. If you look at her face, you might recognize her. She was on like Pretty Little Liars and stuff too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's a Mane rep. <laughs> and you know who's the newest one? Who's that? <laughs> Black China. Oh my gosh. Mane. Why? Like you wow. have enough money. <laughs> but that's one of those things where, you know, like she it kind of crosses the line between like MLM and influencer. Even though she's not mm. an influencer, like, you know, she's an artist. But like, why does she need why is she doing it? She's not necessarily like, like she's taken care of, you know? Mm, mm. I mean, it's, it's a way, I mean, I, I don't know why the celebrities would subscribe to it. I'm, I'm sure, you know, maybe they need money, like, especially if you're an older celebrity or you're out of the limelight, you know, I understand that you might need money or whatever, mm. but it is kind of a way to legitimize the product. If you yeah. see a celebrity who, for whatever reason, and most Americans trust celebrities and we pay attention to what they have to say for, you know, whatever reason. They're basically the modern Greek gods, right? Like they're, yeah. they're our modern, uh, pa like, pantheon of, of 
uh, godly beings. And so we listen to what they have to say. And so if you have whatever celebrity, doesn't matter who, it could be like the most obscure celebrity out there. Mm-hmm. If they subscribe to an MLM, they are uh, legitimate. Therefore, that MLM is legitimate. This product yeah. is legitimate. If you if you work for this company, you are a legitimate distributor like your job is legitimate when in fact it's not really true it's money right at the end of the day it is money Mm -hmm. the money that you pay to get these products end up going to these celebrities to it's a celebrity endorsement right companies do it all the time yeah like like uh real companies do it all the time they pay they pay you know the kardashians to promote pepsi Mm -hmm. it's just a normal thing it makes it cool it makes people want to want to own it now yeah uh and but but it, it, with MLMs, it instead of using the celebrity to sell the product, they use the celebrity to sell the position, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's crazy about that. It's wild, dude. Like, it's literally, that's why I wanted to talk about this on the Black Hole podcast, because it literally <laughs> leads you into a black hole. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it's so deep. Like, you get so into it, and it, it's so prominent, too. Like, it's, I, if, if crazy enough, uh, if you look at a Google map of my my neighborhood, there is one store. So you know, I live in the you know, at least my parents. My parents live in the suburbs. It's, you know, it's pretty suburban. Not a lot of stores around. A lot of it's just residential, right? Mm-hmm. There is one store within a one mile radius, and that store is a Mary Kay distributor. Oh my she, god! Whoever this person is, <laughs> they managed to get their house into Google in, into Google Maps as a legitimate store. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say, like, I know that there are a lot of Herbalife distributors who will open up like storefronts, like wellness storefronts as a way to just sell Herbalife or Beachbody or whatever mm-hmm. they decide to do. So you're walking in thinking like, oh, I'm in a health store. And then they're like, right. Herbalife, Herbalife, Herbalife. Right, 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 right. Which is another thing to think about too. Like, I've, I've never thought about that actually, like actual storefronts selling these products. Yeah. That's, I've never actually that far into this where you can walk into a health food store or whatever a health store and it's just all Herbalife or Beachbody or whatever else like I never thought about that Uh, and it's so easy to do you just rent a location for a month and you just fill it up with products yeah a lot of um, hairstylists, too, apparently have been recommending Mane to their clients. Mm. So, like, if you go to a hair salon and they, you know, they're washing your hair. Because, like, you don't, when you go to a hair salon, you know, they, they wash your hair or whatever. You don't get to say, like, mm, this is what I use. Like, can you mm. use Pantene whatever? They just use whatever they have. Right. So, they might be washing your hair with Mane. And then you say, oh, this smells really good. And they're like, oh, it's Mane. Da, 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 da. This is going to help you. Da, da, da. There's this one woman who it had actually happened to her that that exact situation happened. And the hairstylist sent her home with all of this product and her hair started falling out. Oh my gosh. And she was like, it just wasn't, you know, like there, Mana gets me. I don't, that probably has to be my least favorite out of all of them just because right. it's insane. <laughs> they, there was one, um, their whole thing is that if your hair is falling out, they say it's shedding. Your hair is Mm. shedding and it's making room for the new hair growth for your healthier hair. There was one woman who said that she, her scalp was so itchy after she started using it. She went to the doctor and the doctor told her that she was growing hair follicles because Mane is so good for hair growth. Wow. That is just a load of BS. (laughs) Wow. And apparently they Photoshop their models too. That's something I learned today, actually. I didn't get a chance to really like dive that deep into it. Mm. But apparently they just use like stock images and then Photoshop the hair. Hmm. (laughs) 
it's wild. And I just, yeah, they still have all of these ongoing lawsuits. None of them have been closed yet because it's faulty products. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on the website right now. On Mane? On Mane. And what's interesting about the website is that all these products look like you would find them in Sephora. You'll find them like, they look premium. Yeah. Right. The 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 the, sh the, the photography they use, uh, the, the 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 product design, it looks the even the logo itself like, looks so premium. I mean, yeah, it's it's well, Evan, the website. The, the website are, looks phenomenal. They're the number one hair and skincare um, company in America. <laughs> they always say. <laughs> I f I follow this one girl and she she does Monet. And, um, like, this, it sounds super shitty. Like, I know it does. But, like, I literally watch her stories because I just I just cannot believe what I'm seeing. <laughs> and it's, like, I can literally tell you, too. Like, I, while I'm watching, I find the buzzwords. I find the key phrases. Like, mm -hmm. you're going to get the best hair and skin of your life. You're going to do this. Why wouldn't you do this? I'm making money from my phone. Why? And that's mm -hmm. always the thing. Why wouldn't you do this? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want my hair to fall out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, you're right. It does. It looks legit. It looks premium. It's something that you want to have. And you know, just going back real quick, that's always the thing. Like I said, it's like, why wouldn't you? You know, yeah. if if you could make bank at home every day, like make you know two hundred dollars working for an hour every single day, just doing this, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And I remember right. too, a while ago, I was approached by an Amane girl, maybe like two years ago. This was mm. before, you know, like I really got into the anti-MLM stuff. Mm. And it seemed good, you know? Like she, she mm -hmm. was like, oh, you have a great social media presence. You have people who listen to you. You All you have to do is talk about the products. You get a community of women. Like I was in a sorority. I love a good community of women, you know? Mm. So like she, they hit all of your points. Right, right. And then when I looked into it, I was like, oh shit, this is not good. Like I'm not going to do this. Mm. But you know, they, they, they have a way of doing it. Mm. So what well, was, what was your MLM experience that you were talking MLM, about? Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, <laughs> so I mean, it's, it, it, you're, you're right. They hit the points, right? Like. I think what's interesting about MLMs is, is that they strike specific people with specific ideas, right? So going back, like you said, you know, uh, the, that meme account, they showed advertisements being like, oh, if you're a Catholic, you love this as a community. If you're in a sorority, you love this as a community. Um, so, you know, they got me by saying you can make bank. You can make, you could like get the bag. You know, I, I think it was like make I don't know, like nineteen dollars an hour, and th this is like wow. right after I graduated high school. So I'm I'm fresh out of high school. I'm, I uh, I dropped out of college. I, I don't know if you know that. Fun fact: I dropped out of college. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I dropped out of college and went back and then finished. But hell yeah, uh, dropped out. You know, looking for a job. I need something good. I was working a minimum, you know, minimum wage, which at the time was like seven twenty-five. It wasn't anything at all. Mm -hmm. And I see this advertisement for Vivint, which is a alarm company. It's a, it's a, a home alarm system company. Uh, brand new to startup, which is another thing is I you know I, I think startups use this method a lot of the times when they first open up, especially if they don't have the funds to to pay a lot of people uh, to sell a product, but. Uh, yeah, so go going back, uh, so this company, Vivint, they were like, come through, you can make like $19, $20 an hour, uh, apply. So I applied, had like a five minute interview. They were like, all right, cool. Come through to the information session. You have the job. And so, uh, maybe like a couple weeks later, I drive to this 
office building office is like really nice it's like you know really snazzy go in i'm dressed pretty nice there's maybe about you know two dozen people there uh i think the first red flag was the fact that there were maybe 24 25 uh people all about my age uh a lot of them out of high school uh not a lot of them college educated uh and i think the first red flag is just the fact that that wouldn't be typical in a normal corporate setting right mm -hmm. like i i came through i thought oh i'm gonna work in an office i'm gonna make bank blah 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 that's not what happens you know especially in, in a startup you don't see that right i've worked for startups that's not how startups mm -hmm. work out so i go in sit down uh they hand everybody like these thick 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 binders like massive binders full of paperwork and they're like all right well this is your instruction manual we're gonna go through <laughs> it pr pretty briefly uh let's let's do it let's do it and, and the people telling us this stuff they're you know maybe in their mid late 20s uh, they're not dressed super well. They're like kind of scraggly, whatever. They're you know they're doing their thing, so they you know they they're telling us the instructions, what to do, how to do it. And I think the last like the 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 tip of the iceberg, the straw that like or that broke the camel's back. At the end of the presentation, they were like, "All right, well, this is what you have to do now. Uh, we want you. We're gonna have another information session. We want you guys to come back. Here's some paperwork. I want you guys. I need all you guys to come back." And when you come back, fill, I need this paper filled out with contacts, names, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses of your friends and family. And that's where I went home and I was like, I'm not coming back because this is very obviously a pyramid scheme. I don't have to pay anything. Like that's that's another thing is like I think with the MLMs, uh, one attractive thing is that in some of them, you don't have to put any money down. Mm -hmm. Right. There's no fees. You just have to sign away your entire contact book yeah <laughs> uh but but that's that's another thing though like like you write you you write these contacts down and they end up selling it right they sell it to advertisers they yeah. sell it to whomever and that's you know basically your fee but they were like you can't come back without filling out this list i never came back and that was a close call i had a good friend who actually came back and did it he made not a lot. He made, he he did it for a summer. It was a summer job. He made you know maybe a couple hundred dollars, which isn't a lot for a summer job at all. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know too much of what came from it, but I remember I actually saw the guy, the the leader, I guess, quote unquote, <laughs> the leader at a club once. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, oh shoot, because you know he he went to a club. So it was my my friend invited him to a club, and you know he was like, I'm, he, he's not showing up. He showed up. Leader, and I, you know, I approached him. I was like, "Yo, do you remember me?" He's like, "I remember you." And I was like, "Yo, that was a pyramid scheme, dude." He was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I know." Um, and that's the thing is like people in the pyramid scheme know it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. People in the MLM know it's a ML, like they know it's a pyramid scheme. They know it's fake. And these guys, I guess they were like one one step above us, right? So I guess they opened up the office and they did, did all this nonsense. They were one step above us. So they made money off of us. And basically, yeah, so basically how it worked is that we would have to sell a package of uh this 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 home security stuff, right? We, have, we would have to sell the package and then uh they would send in a technician to put the put the gear in like to install the actual service and we wouldn't get money until 
the technician gets paid and until they got paid and then we got paid oh right so they had to sign so that whatever customer had to sign a contract they had to have the the hardware installed and then i got paid so that you know that that whole process could take like a month before uh -huh. i get any money at all and so that you know that was obviously another red flag but you know again like these things are attractive because i didn't have to really front up any money obviously i would have to pay for gas uh i would have to pay for you know maybe my phone bill or whatever else like but that's the thing like it, it seemed good even even thinking about it now i'm like hey it's not a bad premise yeah. however you don't actually make money off of it yeah you know it's very difficult to make money off of it your money completely relies on selling products and the thing is i've worked retail right like we've all worked retail mm -hmm. and i've worked retail that was commission that had yeah. commission right the thing is though you still get a, a wage you still get an hourly wage mm -hmm. it may not be a lot but you still get an hourly wage and then you get uh, a percentage of the commission of whatever product you sell yeah and that's how commission should work that's how these things should work but a, a lot of these companies don't work that way and that's where you got to take that step back and be like hold on this is this is bullshit yeah I remember when I, it was when I was in high school, not, you mm. know, when I graduated high school, it was when I was, you know, in the thick of it. Mm. For some reason, the two huge ones were Cutco and Vector. Mm. And so many of my classmates got wrapped up in those to the point where I was mm. getting calls. It was this one particular summer. And I, I'm pretty sure it was just this one girl who had started like the pyramid, I guess. Mm. I think she, she got wrapped up into, I think it was Vector. And it was something similar, like what you said, where she had to give like all of her contacts. Mm -hmm. And she, I think, uploaded like all of the contacts in her phone. And mm. every single one of us got calls from <laughs> Vector. And I remember I was at my summer job. I used to work at a summer camp and I was there and <laughs> I got a call. And they're like, hey, like you want to make some extra income? And I was like, I'm at my job right now. And they're like, yeah, but like you can, you have time for a second job. Mm. I was like, I really don't, but thank you. And they're like, okay, well, you know, that's that I referred you. And it was like this girl who I had, hadn't spoken to in like a really long time. And I was like, that's weird. And that fall, I went back to school and she was like, oh my God, like I have to apologize. Like if you got a call, like, you know, I had to upload all my contacts, whatever. But I, I remember getting a bunch of other, like I'm pretty sure she uploaded all of her contacts and there were people mm. who decided to do it. And then they uploaded me. And it was, I I was like fielding calls that entire summer. Cause I was like, please don't. And I remember that, that what, exactly what they said. They were like, you have time. I was like, no, I don't. Do you know me? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, they were like, what do you mean you don't have time? I was like, I, I work at a summer camp. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy. Genuinely crazy. And, and how I, old were you? How old were you again? Like 15, 15, 16. 15, 15 16. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's like, well, like you were saying too, like there are legit jobs that you get commissioned. Like real estate is largely commission based. Mm -hmm. Car sales are too. But then again, you're not recruiting anyone <laughs> to also sell cars. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. selling a legit product. And the other thing too, because I this was a an analogy that someone had used on another YouTube video. Like when you go to a car dealership, you're first of all consenting to be sold something because <laughs> yeah, you're walking yeah. into a car dealership. You're right. able to test drive the car, sit in the car, ask questions. And like, you know, maybe they're not like 100% truthful, but mm. it's not like they're saying, try this mascara. This mascara is going to make your eyelashes like 12 times bigger or darker or whatever. And then you mm. get like a, a reaction or something like that. So, which does happen with Unique, just saying. Oh, man. Well, I mean, another thing though is that you go to these places knowing what you want, right? Like yeah. if you 
talk to a real estate agent. You want to buy a house or rent an apartment. If you go to a car dealership, you know that you want to get a car. Whereas with these MLMs, they prey on people. Right. You go to in, 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 in the cases that we mentioned, you go to them, whereas with MLMs, they come to you and that's the they prey on you, actually. Yeah. You know? I remember one of them said and it might have been in the video that I sent you. I don't remember. But mm. they were like, no, no doesn't mean no. No just means not yet. Hmm. Put their name <laughs> on a separate list and then go back to them in a couple weeks. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's insane. Yeah. It's ugh, it's just very, very sad. And it sucks because like you think of the people who like actually legitimately are like, I want to make this income for my family and I have somewhat of an entrepreneurial spirit. I don't have the money right now to mm-hmm. start a small business. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to buy into this one. And that's how they get you too. Like with when in the companies that do ask you to invest money, like with LuLaRoe or um, I think Young Living too, you have to invest a little bit. Mm-hmm. They say, I have seen this thing so many times. When you tell people that you're going to college and you're going to invest a significant amount of money into your college education, nobody tells you that you're crazy. So why is it crazy that I have to buy into this business? Huh. <laughs> They're two completely different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, I and like I know that when you do start a business, most of the time, like you do have to kind of go into debt a little bit or like you mm. do, you know, you have to spend money to make money. To right. a degree, you know, it's not like you're being promised this world of rainbows. You know, mm, it's, mm. it's just wild. Wow. Should we take a break? Sounds good. I have to pee. Okay, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll be back in five. All right. Yeah, no, that was lit. That was super lit. Uh, you know, it's something it's 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 an interesting conversation. You know, it's 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 um, a conversation that not many people have, but it's something that we have to watch out for. Uh please give Kristen Brooke a listen. I will post her social media in the description below. But uh, if you liked the Black Hole Podcast today, please give us a like. Please give us a follow. Follow us on social media, which I will also be posting in the description below. Uh, Follow me. If you enjoy the show, hit us up. If you didn't, hit us up. Why not? Uh, But yeah... Uh, I think that's it. Before I go, I want to give a, um, a little shout out to Chadwick Boseman, who just passed uh, this weekend, uh, who uh, was an absolute hero and an absolute inspiration to many black folk uh, and beyond. So, you know, shout out to Chadwick. Big ups to his legacy. Rest in power, my brother. But that's it. That's another episode of the Black Hole Podcast. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed it and we will see you in a couple days. Peace.